Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, April 25th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and thank you for joining me again. We do this every day, same time, 4 to 5 Pacific time. So I do appreciate it. I know it's, sometimes it's inconvenient, and I know a lot of podcasters are listening at a different time, so that's okay, too. I'd love to have you call in the show and ask any questions. And you know, you do drive the show. You shape it, not me. And you shape it to whatever, whatever, whatever you want. You know, I do have things I like talking about, notes that I take, and things I find interesting to happen today. But it's really your questions that drive the show. And of course, all this is all about us all becoming financially fit. We call it financial freedom. That's the goal. But it's a matter of how do I get there? What should I do? How do I invest my money? Should I take more risk, less risk? All those kinds of things. But it's all for us to achieve the same thing. You want to retire in a comfortable position. You may have to be, you may have to retire. I think it's over 50% of people over 65 are forced to retire. Not because they want to, but because they have to. For it could be medical reasons, it could be because the, the company, you know, has a retirement plan. I don't know. But I, I read that stat not too long ago. So that's what this hour is about for you to put you on the path to that financial freedom goal we all have. Our listener line is always open. We're open right now. We're live right now. 888 chart is the number, and I'd love to talk to you. Anything financial, we'll talk about. Now, in today's Invest Talk, the main talking point is based on healthcare earnings, Medicare for all looms pretty large. So what's the story? I mean, what's happening? Have you seen, because of that Medicare for all uh, political statements out there, which who knows if it if they're really mean it or not. I have a feeling that they don't. But it has affected stocks in the sector. And in, in some cases, dramatically. So we're, that's going to be our main talking point today. The other things I want to talk about, how about um, the mortgage rates? Have you seen what they've done lately? And in conjunction with that, we had new home sales and existing home sales, so we'll talk about those mortgage rates and those th- those uh, sales numbers for houses. And also about stress levels. Stress levels worldwide are at record high, according to a survey by the Gallup people. Stress levels. Do you feel stressed out? Kind of interesting. So... Um, what a, and I want to talk about uh, one other economic number that came out today, and that was the Durable Goods Report. I think that that's, uh, that's kind of an important number that, that came out today for March, and it's pretty impressive. So we'll, we want to talk about that and how that might affect things. The market, the Dow was down 134, 134 points, while the NASDAQ was up 17, and the S&P was down one. So it's a pretty flat day 
overall. So not a lot of action today. Lots of earnings reports came in after hours, and that uh, that may drive some markets tomorrow. We've had a pretty good earnings season so far, uh, better than expected. But remember, I told you before the numbers started coming out a month or so ago that the experts, quote-unquote experts, were severely downgrading earnings, severely downgrading earnings, and therefore we might do a lot better or better than expected because they always want the reports to be better than expected. Well, they are better than expected. And in fact, they're better than I expected or anybody else expected. You know, um, uh, so they kind of downgraded them too far. But so that's been good news and been very supportive for the market. And we'll probably see, we saw more of that after hours tonight. Okay, so some of the news, big techs, big tech news. Microsoft opened higher today are trading at 129 to $131. They had a huge, they're now almost a trillion dollar company. I mean, they're right there. But they had a very large, their move to the cloud number of years ago is paying off big time. Big time for them. Uh, Microsoft uh, uh, beat almost every performance expectations. They had $30.6 billion in revenue, 14% overall year growth, profit up 19%, just all the numbers were good. So profit was $8.8 billion. Facebook, profit, revenue, and user numbers hit record highs during the first quarter. So Facebook shares surged also. And they're getting close to $200 a share. Um, they, had, uh, they, they have about 1.56 billion daily users, Facebook does. And its Instagram unit is now one of the Internet's large-scale digital platform, Instagram. Amazon's earnings are out. After hours, revenue growth was slower, but looks like profits were pretty hefty. North American revenue grew 17%. Still pretty pretty good, but slower than it was a year ago. A year ago, it was 40, like 45 46% the same quarter. So it's slowing down. But the numbers are still pretty darn healthy. Profits were pretty good. So, it and very supportive. The only one that's a little bit, you know, we have a, you know, we know, we know that uh, Disney has announced they're going to have that their their service, right? The service that they're going to have to compete with Netflix. Therefore, they're pulling back Netflix's uh, uh, rental of their content, and Disney bought what uh, all of fox's content which means that disney has about 20 percent of the world content out there world media content 20 percent is owned by disney okay so what am i saying that well disney makes a lot of money by renting their content out to netflix and that money is going to go away because they're going to offer their own service right now so that hurts disney's bottom line right there on the other hand, what about Netflix? It's going to hurt Netflix members. 20% of world content comes from Disney. So where is Netflix getting its content? Now, you know, we all know that they're making their own and they're doing pretty good about that. But they're going to have a content shortage. And that's probably going to hurt them. So you're going to have a war between Disney and Netflix, I think. Seems like it's shaping up to be a war anyways. So I thought I think that's going to be interesting. Disney uh, is doing really, really well. Now they have 
you know, I mentioned yesterday what the movies are coming out, and they're all Disney, the Marvel ones and Toy Story 4, you know, they're probably going to be big blockbuster movies. I mean, you already have, uh, what was the uh, Captain America? It's over a billion dollars worldwide now. What's really interesting about Captain America movie is that, you know, that features a, a woman hero, uh, right? Pretty much by herself. The first one that exceeded that number for a, a woman hero movie, a billion dollars. So I thought that was pretty cool. McDonald's has a new initiative to hire older people. Isn't that interesting? Well, I've seen that. You've probably seen that if you guys eat at any fast food places or I have a lot of nieces and nephews and I take them out and I can see that there's more older people behind the counters, which they can work in. For McDonald's, they're looking for like 250,000 people to fill in the hour, the morning hours because teenagers can't work the morning hours. Always lots of news out there. Always, 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 and always interesting. But let's go ahead and get to the questions. 888-99-CHART is our number. 888-99-CHART. You can call me right now. You're Hi, listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve. Texas. I had a question about uh, when do you sell a stock? You know, we always want our stocks to do well, but sometimes it doesn't quite work out. So so what do you look at when, you, when it's time to sell? What factors do you guys consider? Is it primarily just the price? I read some articles that say, you know, if it's down 7%, sell it. I read another one that said 10, you know, just take your money, go reinvest. So I'm just wondering how you guys look at it and appreciate the feedback. I'll be listening on the podcast. Thank you very much. Well, there are stops. And what you're referring to is stops based on a percentage down from the high. If it falls 7%, 10%, whatever stop number you want to use, and then you sell it and move on to something else. I don't particularly care for that idea, to be honest. Um, I don't have a problem with stops necessarily, but the percentage moves, I think it's wiser to use either a trend line or a moving average, but a pure percentage move would be my, my, not my favorite. It's not a bad way, but um, one thing you got to concern yourself is stocks move different percentages, and you have to think about it. Some stocks are very volatile, uh, and some are very non-volatile. So what percentage would work best on a volatile stock versus a non-volatile? Because you can't use the same percentage. So, you know, I, the people that write articles or, or books and say, well, just use a 9% stop loss and blah, blah, blah. Well, that makes no sense to me when you've got a stock that may move 3 4 5% in a day. So uh, up or down. So, and that's constant. It's very volatile. Where one stock moves at one-tenth of one percent in a day. Would you have the same stop percentage for those two? No, it would not. So, I think uh, if you, you, there, are, there are reasons to put in stops. Uh, maybe you think the stock is overvalued or maybe it's become unbalanced or it unbalanced your portfolio and you want any rebalance. There's reasons. Or maybe there's a change in the business model that you don't like. Those kinds of reasons are are valid in my mind. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I've got a save the date reminder for you. I'll be in San Jose on May 1st. That's next Wednesday, less than a week, everybody. If you live anywhere in Northern California, I encourage you to make plans to sit down with me at no cost, and we'll look at your portfolio, give you a little consultation, and talk about your financial life. 
Love to do that. May 1st, go to investtalk.com. You can sign up for me for to meet with me. One, one hour is usually enough, sometimes two, depending on how much time. I only have a couple spots left, by the way. So, time to do that. 888-99-CHART. You're listening to Invest Talk. This is Invest Talk, and we are powering through April. There are just a few trading days remaining in the month, and now more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Well, Steve Peasley is here now, taking your calls live. So step up with your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin and Steve. This is uh, Todd. Hey, I have a quick question. What are your thoughts on selling covered calls as a way of generating income in a portfolio? I'll listen to your podcast and uh, get your response. Thanks. Bye. We like it a lot since we have a program called the Equity Income Plus that does that exact thing. We sell covered calls on stocks that we own in the portfolio to drive uh, income and improve and uh, re, re, uh, improve um, returns. I will tell you this, I, I like it a lot better in a retirement type of accounts because of the tax consequences. Because you keep, when you're selling covered calls, everybody, you're making what you're making premiums on those sales of covered calls. Now there's cash that's coming into the portfolio and it's all short-term and tracks short-term, short-term gains. And since it's taxed and short-term gains, you know, it's, it's, I don't like paying taxes on short-term gains because it's taxed at your ordinary income level, which could be high. So, you know, I, I, we like that, that we, we always have a program that does the exact same thing. Uh, selling covered calls on our positions we have. And every once in a while, you know, you're taken out of the position and you got to rebuy it back. But this day and age where the cost to rebuy back and to buy a stock is so inexpensive uh, that, you know, it's, it's, it's such a minimal thing. It doesn't bother me. It, we, we still can make money by the, even if it gets called away. So I do like, we do like it. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, Disney's share price has increased fivefold during the 14 tenure of CEO Robert Iger. We mentioned that yesterday. Uh, is he worth um, the money? That's really the question. Some analysts think it was an $81 billion mistake to buy Fox content. Well, we're going to talk about that too. The story is tomorrow. Right now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888 99Chart. Steve and Justin are ready for any money question you want to ask right now at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So there's been a lot of talk, political talk, about health care, earnings, Medicare for all, 
which is looming pretty large over that entire sector of the market, the healthcare sector, st- drug stocks. And we talked about two drug companies yesterday that got, they looked really bad, beaten up. As far as the stock price, the fundamentals are very strong. So the worry by investors is that, oh, maybe maybe there is going to be the some, you know, dr- uh, Medicare for all and drug, drug prices are going to take a beating. And you know what? I don't believe one bit of that. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think that's making these stocks very attractive when they stop falling. I'm not anxious to jump in yet. Uh, we'll see how the political... Remember, this, the, the, the election is what? A year and... What was it? November of next year? So it's way off our way. So there's no big rush to get into these stocks. But the stocks will start to move up before the election. They will. So you want to, you know, this is the time to consider that. But right now, I think you should be gathering a list. This Medicare for all, you know, no matter what happens, even if even if Medicare for all occur, occurs, you don't think the drug companies are still going to make money? They're still going to make tons of money. Because they have to. Because you're not going to destroy that model. We have the most vibrant, most effective drug system in the world with new drugs coming out all the time. How do you think that happens? And yeah, I know. I know all about expenses and, you know, fairness and all the pricing and all that stuff. No matter what you say, who comes out with the biggest and best drugs in the world that saves people lives? The United States, our system does. You can complain about it. You can say it's expensive. You can do all those things. But, you know, when's the last time you had a breakthrough in drug coming out of Japan or Europe somewhere? It's rare. Not that they don't have it. Because the profit margin, the free market, the that drives people to want to find some cure. Uh, any cure for, if you can find a cure for cancer, you know, you're going to be wealthy. So everybody's looking for it. it. The profit motive is uh, is is good. I know everybody thinks it's bad. I do not. I think it's good. Now you got to control greed. I'm not saying that you don't have some. Uh, you know the government doesn't have a role to play. I'm just saying you don't miss with a very successful system to destroy it. Therefore, I think healthcare companies, drug companies, are going to be just fine. Some way, somehow. Maybe not all the healthcare companies. <laughs> you know, but we'll see how that all turns out. 888-99 Charter is our number. We're going to go talk to Ted, who's in Boston, and wants to talk about Tesla. How you doing, Ted? Actually, it's a Tarek. Hi, Steve. I'm sorry. Tarek, how you doing? Hello. Some, they wrote Ted. That's pretty they good. Wrote how Ted. are you? I had to... Yeah, yeah I have a question about I'm Tesla, good. actually. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, a question about Tesla. I certainly don't plan on buying the stock. You know, I know where the company has a lot of problems. What surprised me, though, is the mm-hmm. earnings. Apparently, you know, this is just based on my own research. They missed on every possible metric. It was uh, apparently the worst earnings uh, call. One call of the worst earnings call in 20 years in the industry. And it was down like yep. about 4.5%. In contrast, 3M, as you probably noted today, was down 13%. I don't know how bad their earnings were, but... I'm trying to gauge, you know, the reaction between both of them. Like, how how come the market seems to punish 3M, but you know, Tesla seemed to have very bad earnings and it wasn't down by much. 
Yeah, I would, I'd have to say because Tesla is a growth company, whereas 3M is not. You know, it's a big old blue chip company. Okay. And if it misses numbers, it's like, wow, you know, it's a big blue chip. They're not supposed to miss. They're supposed to be, you know, solid and consistent. Where Tesla is growing huge and there doesn't make profits. It does make profits, but their sales are growing 30, 40%, you know, that kind of thing. It's all the excitement about okay. what the, the possibilities. But I'll tell you, it some big you know tech stocks do get hit hard. I could see Tesla getting hit hard because they they've been constantly disappointing, you know, the analysts and everybody else. Uh, but I'm surprised. I read the I read the report this morning, and there was actually still one or two analysts who think that have a you know three hundred dollar target price. Most of them have two hundred dollar target price. Tesla's two hundred forty seven. Everybody, right today. But, you know, just so you know, in one of our managed accounts, we're shorting Tesla and have been for yeah. you know, a while because I don't trust. He's a genius, right? I'm going to give him that. But as far as as far as far a manager of a company, he's an idiot. <laughs> I, he needs to have other people manage the company. <laughs> he really does. Okay. He's one of those guys, you know, he has, he has you know, he's like a genius that but doesn't have any common sense, you know? That's how I see it. You know, common sense is, hey, you know, you can't, you gotta grow this company and make money for the investors and the owners, but he's worried about coming up with another brilliant idea and spending more and more billions of dollars on that. And, you know, they can't, you know, at some point the company's gotta make money. And that's where Tesla is, it's gotta make money. Appreciate the call, thank you. Dad, appreciate it. I'm Tarek. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I believe that every investor should determine their own individual risk tolerance. You know I do. We mentioned this many times on the air. And to do that, we have a, we have something for you. You can go take our risk tolerance questions. It's called Riskalyze. 888-99-CHART. Go to the website. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? YCharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. 
So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. This is InvestTalk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at InvestTalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go to Kyle and San Dimas. How you doing, Kyle? Hi, good. Thanks, Steve. Been enjoying the show for a month now. I've been listening. And I uh, want to get your Appreciate opinion that. on Thank United you. Health. If it, right now is a good time to buy. Probably. Um, United Health, I mean, we were touching, uh, it, I was just talking about the healthcare sector and the uh, and I don't want to mean to be political. It's all for me. It's all about what's what what politics does to the stocks and the stock market. But the Democrats have been, you know, pounding the table, uh, you know, uh, uh, Medicare for all, and so that's really hurt the sector. As all the all the different Democratic uh, candidates are pounding the table about how you know we got to have Medicare for all. Well. That worries these stocks, you know, and that's why they've been going down. But they're getting to a point where they look really reasonable in price. And United Health, UNH, United Health Group offers healthcare co- uh, coverage, benefit services, as well as information technology enabled health services. You know, so it's big, a two hundred twenty-one billion dollar company, growing pretty nicely at you know nine to ten percent sales. And earnings are going to be up 13, 14% per year for the next two years. It makes this a pretty low stock with a PE around 14. Um, and that's the low range. The right. low range is 13 to 23. So, yeah, this is a pretty good value at this level. Um, and I don't think. I don't think the politics is is is. All, I think the politics is all politics. In other words, it's not really going to damage United Health or the drug companies really in the long run. I don't think so. Okay. So it's a matter of how much of these stocks get beat up. So I kind of think it's a good value right where it is. Um, I, I, and I said it earlier that you might want to wait, you know, a little bit longer to see what, how the politics works works out for the next six months or a year or so. But, you know, it's a good value. It really is. Okay, Kyle? Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. So, yeah, it has a 25% return on equity. doesn't pay a big dividend. That's one disappointment. 1.6%. That's pretty low. But as far as it's still growing and making lots of money, <laughs> it's gotten beat up. It got it was as high as 200, about 280, 283. 287, I think, was the absolute high, and that was in December. Here it is at 230. So, we'll see. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Mortgage rates have fallen, or I'm sorry, mortgage rates have climbed to uh, three weeks in a row or so. So, the 30-year fix now, 30-year fixed mortgage is 4.2%, 15 years at 3.64%. 
and it's been tracking the ten-year Treasury as its uh, rate uh, more as its uh, yield is going up. So has the mortgage rates. New home sales were up. Existing home sales were down. New home sales were up pretty sharply. Existing home sales are down pretty sharply. <laughs> so what, we had to look a little bit deeper in that. And I, I noticed that the what's interesting about new home sales is that the price prices, the average price was down because lower in new homes, still new homes, but lower priced new homes were were hot. So it drove it, dra- it dragged down or pulled down the the average price of those new homes in the last few last month or so. So also the standards for qualifying for a mortgage have gotten a bit stricter. Stricter. Hmm. But meanwhile, applications for home loans as a nine year high. So taking all the information together, what you're seeing is is people trying to get in before mortgage rates go up too much. Looks like there's, you know, I think we're going to have a pretty decent uh, summer home sales year. I do. So, and I think that would be helpful for the market. I mean, new home sales are important, or even existing home sales. New home and existing homes are, are important because they drive other other things. Because when you buy a house, you have to fix it up. So you got to buy things to fix it up. You buy furniture. You you buy paint. You you know. You have a new home. Things you know. Your spending changes, and you spend more generally because a house costs more. But that helps all that spending helps helps the economy. So that's not a bad thing. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Just a reminder: the market was kind of mixed today. The Dow was down one hundred thirty four. The Nasdaq up seventeen, and the S P down one. So I guess that's kind of flat for the day. I'm Steve Peasley, and we stream and broadcast Invest Talk Monday through Friday. Is live in the four o'clock hour Pacific time right now, four to five, six o'clock Central, and seven o'clock Eastern. It's also available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because we archive the podcast of investtalk.com, you know, at investtalk.com. So, and of course, you can listen and subscribe and rate InvestTalk podcasts at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. You know, you can download and rate us. I would like to see that. And I would like you to recommend us to your friends and family members. That would be helpful, too. The lines are open. We are taking your financial investing questions right now, live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. As an investor, you've seen the volatility of the market. Lows in December, and now at or near all-time highs since the start of 2019. To prosper, serious investors need to make sure they are implementing an effective master design. A deliberate plan formulated with the right mix of strategic investing programs. KPP Financial offers such a diverse set of programs, and you can contact Steve or Justin at their offices in Irvine, California to start a conversation. You can also quickly see what you may be missing anytime when you visit investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. My name is Jay. I'm a fairly new listener, and uh, I have a question that I've been wondering for a little while. 
House 401k inflows from companies, from participants and companies. About every two weeks, I imagine there's a, a big inflow into the market of capital from 401k contributions and how that affects markets in general. And if traders who know that these inflows are, are coming in every two weeks, how that affects their decision making. Looking forward to your answer. Thank you. Okay, the only time it really makes a difference is around tax time. And that's because uh, that's not the 401ks that you concern yourself with. Even It's more the IRAs. When people are funding last year's IRA and trying to get it in under the tax tax situation. That's why April generally is a pretty good month for the market, whereas May is not because all that money is already in. As uh, far as the weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, whatever, you, you know, the 401k money comes out and you invested in mutual funds, it really, no one has come up with any studies to show that has made any really discernible difference in the market at any time. It's just a constant inflow of money. Now, that constant inflow of money may be the reason why markets generally go up, okay, but you can't, you can't really say that, okay, well, a lot of money came in from 401ks and pension plans on this days every two weeks. Therefore, that's the day that these signs that this happens in the market. That none of that happens. No one's found any correlation there yet. Okay, so really can't help you with that kind of you know uh, an analysis. It's just not there. This is not there. Okay. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I got an email. I got an email from somebody asking about a stock. I'm looking to add a Canadian dividend aristocrat to my portfolio. It's called Finning International. Looks attractive. Ticket symbol on the Toronto exchange is FTT. I like it for the dividend. It appears safe and ripe for increase. Also, the chart shows a double bottom recently, so that it seems like an indication of strong support. Would like to hear your thoughts now. Just so you know, everybody out there, I don't. I, you know, I have a bunch of data, but I don't have data on foreign exchanges. I have New York Stock Exchange, uh, Nasdaq, and over the counter here in the U.S. If it's an ADR, in other words, a foreign company traded on one of our exchanges, I have the information on that. But I, I don't have very much information, fundamental information on foreign stocks. I can pick up, I did be, was able to pick up a chart on Finning International. And yes, it did double bottom. It had a hit a bottom at the end of the year, just like our stock market and most of our stocks. And then it double bottom here around the 25th of March, 26th, 27th of March. And it's been, you know, moving up. Now it's been moving side, moved up from that bottom, moving sideways right now. And that is a pretty decent looking chart. I can't tell you anything about the fundamentals because I don't have it. So just in the, just for everybody's edification, if it's traded on the New York or NASDAQ or any American exchanges, I have the information on that, fundamentals and technicals. Any other exchanges, I may have a chart, but I won't have the fundamentals. Appreciate the email, though. Thank you. 888-99-CHART, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, there's been a lot of earnings after hours today. We are still in earnings season, but after this week, it's going to fall off a cliff. And we're talking about the first quarter's earnings. 
So now, you know, that comes, the first quarter ends March, the last day of trading day in March, and then that's when earnings season starts, right after that. Doesn't really, the, this has been the prime, the last two weeks of April is kind of like the flood of information coming in, and it starts to tail off as soon as we hit the May, and it'll start tailing off quickly. But we're still going to get earnings numbers, but they just won't be as you know, dynamic. So let's go ahead and grab another voicemail question. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is uh, Bob calling from Michigan, a big fan of your show. I've been listening for about a year now, and it's uh, been very insightful. Uh, The question I had for you today is I'm looking at uh, ticker symbol SNH, uh, Senior Housing Properties Trust. Uh, It's been on my watch list for a while, and today I saw it dropped nearly 17%, and just wondering if you guys felt like that was a value trap or if this is a good buying point. I'll be listening for a response on the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Well, it's been moving sideways for like a week or so after falling very hard. SNH is Senior Housing Property, everybody. SNH, it's a REIT, a Real Estate Investment Trust, and just as a reminder, if you're a REIT, you got to pay 90% of your income profits out in the form of a dividend to all the shareholders. 90% has to be paid out. So therefore, it's, you know, every REIT out there is, you got to look at it as an income producing equity. You buy them for the income. So can they sustain it? This is a REIT. Owns, acquires, and leases senior housing properties in 42 states in Washington, Washington, D.C. It's $8.18 a share. It's going to make $1.23 next year after making $1.36 this year, down from $1.58 last year. So earnings have been going down. Sales are around, are growing one, two, three percent, maybe get up to four and five if you're lucky. Very, very slow growth rate. Okay. Um, it has, most REITs have lots of debt. And that's where the problem is in the environment we're in because most people feel that the cost of debt is going to rise and that's going to squeeze profits, especially in REITs when they borrow money to buy the properties. So that's one of the reasons why it's been getting hit so hard. Um, the yield, which is the dividend yield right now, based on last year, was 7.3%. So based on next year, if they have to pay 90% of $1.23 out, that's like what? 99 that's about a dollar, a little over a dollar. Okay, and it's an $8 stock. So that's about what percentage it's going to be what 10 percent would be 80 cents so you know it's going to be about 12 13 14 percent yield so it's a good yield because the price is so low so if their earnings come through even though their earnings are going down and you know that's probably why it's been hurt besides the fact that you know the costs are going to their their financing costs are going to go up if their profit is in line they're still going to pay a really high dividend. So, you know, they're going to pay a dividend if you if the if you kept the dividend where it was and you kept the stock price where it was in eight years. If you bought the stock today, in less, less than about seven years, you'll have all your money back in a dividend, and you'll still own the stock. See how that works? A and SNH by everybody senior housing property. Pretty interesting. Might be a good play for an income play. 
Did you know that China's major commercial banks have a funding issue outside Beijing's control? They're running low on U.S. dollars they need for activities, both abroad and at home. At the end of 2018, the combined dollar liabilities at the big four commercial Chinese banks exceeded their dollar assets. That's a big reversal just a couple of years ago. So how's that a problem? So back in 2013, the four largest Chinese banks had about $125 billion more in dollar assets than liabilities. But now they have more liabilities than the dollar assets. No one's really talking about this. The Chinese, Chinese are trying to do something about this issue, about debt. About, and at the same time, they're trying to keep growth. It's like, you know, there's issues. They're trying to spark growth and at the same time try to get healthier as far as the debt levels. It's going to be a hard, long struggle. Hard, long struggle. How much time do I got, guys? 888-99-CHART is our number. Give me a call. I'm Steve Peasley. On the next Invest Talk, Disney's share price has increased five-fold during the 14-year tenure of CEO Robert Iger. But some analysts think it was an $81 billion mistake for Disney to acquire Fox content. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Uh, hey guys, Ben from New York here. Love the podcast. Two ticker symbols. The first one is ABC, so that's Amerisource Bergen Corporation, common stock. And the second one is General Dynamics Corporation, common stock, GD, so that's ABC and GD. I'm down about 15% in each of those, and uh, I'm just looking for a long-term buy and hold. want to get your general opinion on them, uh, if I can just hold them for the long term, if you think they'll generally grow. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay. ABC, American Source Bergen Corporation, distributes brand name and generic drugs, over-the-counter healthcare products, and home healthcare supplies. So even, you know, and they've been beaten up like all the other health companies because of, you know, the politics, as I mentioned earlier. So, but even this, this particular one, even if they did get a one-pay system, they do, uh, distribute brand name and generic drugs, over-the-counter health products and home health supplies. That's not going to stop. Do you think that they're going to just get rid of all the companies that are in that? No, they'll st- but investors think that it's going to hurt them. Well, I think ABC is at a really good price, a good bargain. Based on their earnings, based on next year's earnings, if they come through, that'll be a 10 PE. It's a $73.72 stock, and they're going to make $7.32 next year per, sh- per share. That's the estimate. They've been growing about 10% sales and about 4 or 5% in earnings. So the stock chart... It's me. It had it made a double bottom three days ago. Bottomed in uh, late December, just like the market. Rose up in February, then fell as soon as all the politics started to, you know, as soon as the uh, Democratic nominees started to spout off how much they're going to get rid of every uh, health care and make it one pay system. As soon as that came out, and everybody jumping on the same bandwagon on that side of the 
political spectrum, you know, the stock fell with everybody else. And now it looks like it's bottomed again right around 71, 72. And remember, it's 73, 72 to right now, $73.72 today. So I think, uh, I, think it's, I think it's a bargain. I think it's a stock that you should consider at this price. And since you own it, I would not sell it. I would not sell ABC. Now, uh, General, I usually don't do two stocks because, but General Dynamics is, a whole course, a whole different company. I mean, it's not even, it's, it's in the uh, aerospace defense area. Their sales and growth is uh, doing very nicely. Um, they're they're going to make $13 a share next year. It's $176 stock. So you're looking at a PE that's what, 14, 15 or so. Return to equities 30%. Very good fundamentals. Uh, there's, a, you know, I'm looking at a chart and you say you've lost 15% on it. I'm not, did you buy it yes, the day before yesterday when it spiked up and then came all the way back down? In one day, you got up over a dollar, uh, hundred ninety dollars, and then came right back down to about one eighty. And today's at one seventy six. So you bought it wrong. That's what it looks like to me. If you bought it at that level, you bought it wrong, or maybe you had it for you know a year or so ago when it was uh, above two hundred. So, but if you bought it recently, that you know you don't buy it like that. Fundamentally, the company is very strong. Fundamentally, um, pays a 2.3% dividend. It depends on you. Um, if this is a core holding, you just hold on to it. I mean, it markets digital communications, information sharing systems, commercial aircraft, combat marine systems. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Trump is still going to continue to pay, but uh, to, to fund, I'm sorry, to fund the defense industry if he wins next election, then you're going to have probably a good, pretty good time for general dynamics. If a Democrats win, there's going to be a lot of pressure on general dynamics. Okay, I'm not being political. I'm telling you the facts. The facts are when Democrat, when you have a Democrat president, defense stocks usually suffer because the perception is, whether it's true or not, they'll spend less money on defense. And when Republicans are in, Republicans are in they do better. Because they will spend money on defense. Simple as that. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Best Talk program. And I thank you for your local loyal support and all your questions. So please come back tomorrow. I'll be here again. Uh, and uh, have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. 
And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 